Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selected Bet and joined as ever by the hardest working in the land, Greg Browning. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm good. You okay? I'm good, thanks. Uh, I say you're the hardest working tipster, but you're kind of having half a week off this week. No Belarusian football. Well, there is Belarusian football, but it's uh, Cup weekend in Belarus. Yeah, slacking this week. It's Cup weekend in Belarus, and there's been obviously zero prices up. Um, again, which will probably be behind closed doors matches, so haven't seen any prices yet. Don't know anything about any of the lower league sides, I'm afraid. So at the moment, it's probably a Keep an, eye, keep, keep an eye on it um, and if I do find anything I like the look of I'll put that on the, the members channel at the weekend Yeah, so last week you made it 14 winning that, so about 15 in Belarus Yeah, really delighted with that was all, I was out for a few drinks on Sunday so it kind of topped off my my day of drinking on Sunday um, That's a few new <laughs> <laughs> to um, hit I think it was five corners uh, away at Slavia and they made us wait a little bit longer than I'd liked. I think they got their fifth corner in the 88th minute, but they've been very, very good for us this season so far on corners. And I think that's possibly the fifth match in a row where I've had the Tesk on the channel. So really pleased to get 14 out of 15. Um, it's quite remarkable, really. I'm just a bit upset that we can't make it 15 out of 16 this weekend, but we'll get that the week after, hopefully. Yeah, we'll be back next week. And speaking of that uh, Sunday session that you had, I'm curious to know how you um, celebrated Hibs late winner <laughs> against St. Johnson so, amongst your I pals. I was at a social distance <laughs> barbecue on, on Sunday. Um, all St. Johnson fans, there must have been about eight of us there. Um, and I did put my cards on the table early doors that I had backed Hibs to win and obviously I put them on the channel as well yep. so I'm not going to lie to you 90th minute came, Hibs got <laughs> a disputed penalty and I'm not going to lie, I was very very pleased <laughs> I had a good bit of money in Hibs and obviously I was really pleased uh, for the channel because it was 11-8 to 8 for Hibs to win so um, I, hope, I hope you got the pelters that you deserved from yes, I did. the Yes, I did. I did indeed. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Uh, deserved to. Uh, so, yeah, it wasn't a bad weekend. We didn't manage a winner on the podcast last week with the tip that we put up, but we certainly hinted at a few that we'd kind of fancied on uh, the, the equivalent podcast last week. Yeah, I said last weekend that match day four was really tough. And I think that's what it proved to be. Um, we only put one tip up, and that was over 1.5 goals at St Mirren, which was one all, which landed. We had over eight corners at Motherwell, which landed. But we had over 1.5 goals at Motherwell as well, as part of that bet builder. And the Motherwell got beat by Hamilton 1-0, despite yep. hitting 13 corners. So that was disappointing. Um, we did speak about, I think, across the weekend, four other bets. So I think St Mirren v Ross County, both teams to score. That was 4-5 that came in. Motherwell to hit seven or more corners. We discussed that. That landed too. And I also gave a pointer out for Dundee United to hit four corners against Celtic. And they did at 11, at even money, sorry. And obviously Hibs won at 11-8 to eight on Sunday. So disappointed that the only one we put up didn't land. Uh, but obviously I think a few of the guys managed to get on some of the other recommendations from, from last weekend. Yeah, so we've got a couple for this weekend again. Um, first one we're going to look at is the United's visit to Rugby Park. Um, 
Yeah, and it's a corners bet that you're quite keen on here based on the day United stats so far. Yeah, I'd pretty much identified this weekend's nap for Saturday and Sunday, pretty much straight after full time. I think we're now getting a decent run of games now, and we're starting to identify how teams are shaping up, how they're playing, and what the, what the stats are. So I've been quietly impressed by Dundee United this season. Yeah. I think Mickey Mel's done a good job so far. Uh, two wins, a draw, and two defeats. I think those two defeats were both at home, one to Celtic, one nil, and one to Hibs. So certainly no shame in that. And he's coming across really well, actually, Mickey Mellon. He's a coming a quite a likable character, actually. Yeah. Uh, there's no Aaron Graces about him. Just kind of says how it is. But he'll be delighted for United to start so far. They've won both away games. They beat Ross County two one, and they also defeated Motherwell one nil on match day two. So they're in good shape for this match. Now they play a Kilmarnock side who are sitting second bottom, winless. They haven't won yet, obviously. Drawn two, lost three. They threw away a 1-0 lead to, against St. Johnson two weeks ago. And I think Kelly fans are now starting to turn, or they will be starting to turn on Alex Dyer soon. I think um, since he was given the position after uh, Steve Clark left, I don't think his record's great. I think he's got a very low win rate. And I think if they were to lose this match, I think the, the army of... Kilmarnock fans looking for him to leave will, will increase and I'm not saying there's, a, there's been mass protests or anything like that but you're starting to get the feel especially on social media from some Kelly fans that uh, there's some question marks now about Alex Dyer and, and the manager of Kilmarnock Yeah his record's not looking particularly good these days is it? It's no, no one in 10 I think we need to go back to 12th of February since Kelly last took three points in the game um, which kind of leads me to the question of the United value better than 2-1 on Saturday well I know for a fact if our good friend Jim Delahunt was on the podcast this week he'd I'm fairly over. certain yeah. he'll be all over Dungeon United at a best price 9-4 to 4. 9-4 but I think that's shortened now a little bit I think it's probably into 21-10 to 10, possibly 2-1 yeah. to 1. Yeah. and that might even shorten further as we approach um, Saturday so Dungeon United the value is with Dungeon United there's absolutely no way here you could back Comarnock no and I'd have to question anyone who's backing Kilmarnock in this match. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, Kelly might win this game, but there's no logic or rationale to support a Kilmarnock win. No. But what I do like the look of, I've watched the United play a couple of times now. Really like the way they play. They're quite a counter-attacking team. They've got a lot of pace in the in the wide areas, uh, particularly in uh, Bolton, Robson and Pollock. And I do like Harks in the middle of that park. Yeah, he's, he's looked good, Harks, hasn't he? He did, he done really well against Celtic, and I think they performed really well last weekend against Celtic. They'll be a bit upset to have lost that game late on, and I think they'll be a bit upset by Scott Brown's uh, celebration as <laughs> part, part of that goal. But I think one that home to Celtic competed really well. They hit six corners last week. I'm looking through United's corner counts this season so far. They delivered eight at Motherwell. Um, they got seven versus. Hibs, they got seven versus Ross County, and they got six against Celtic um, last weekend. So they're averaging 6.2 corners a game. And given the way they play, a lot of pace out wide, a lot of youth on their side out wide. I do like the boy Bolton as well. So they've got a lot of young players, a lot of really speedy players, and I think they can cause commandic problems at the weekend. And I was surprised to see Dundee United as big as five to four for five or more corners. 
and that's with Skybet. Given how they performed so far this season, um, I think five to four is a really good price for yeah. five United corners. And to be fair, I was close to doing four corners at four to six. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a bad bet either. But I'm going to go for the value and a better price and take Dungeon United to hit five or more corners on Saturday at five to four. What makes that an even better value bet is that the same bet is just four to seven, the bet three, six, five. Yeah, I do criticise uh, <laughs> I do criticise uh, Skybet a lot. But to be fair to them, when it comes to corner bets and especially um, team corners, they, they often do have best price and they often do have the, the biggest coverage of games and leagues for the match, uh, the team corner markets. Yeah. So I'm very critical of Skybet for lots of justified reasons. But to be fair to them, when it comes to team corner counts, um, they are the best. I appreciate not everyone's able to access Skybet for logistical reasons and all that sort of stuff. But there will be other bookies offering um, Dungeonite Corners, like you say. Skybet's one of them. Uh, Bet365 is one of them. But there will be others offering um, United Team Corners. So have a look. Yeah, it's interesting that you were saying what for four corners is 46 so actually even four corners is a better price at Skybet than five corners at Bet365 yeah it is it's really surprising actually I think the um, four to seven is a bit ridiculous really yeah, especially it's you know, such a good price elsewhere yeah okay so that's our first bet of the weekend it's five or more corners for Dundee United at Kilmarnock and that's priced up at five to four with Skybet yes one yep Okay, we'll have a quick run through the other games on Saturday before we get to our other main tip of the weekend. Uh, first up is Livy v Ross County and it's bottom of the table against, I guess, a surprising third place Ross County. Yeah, I've been really impressed by Ross County. I think it's been a season so far. There's been some really underwhelming performances so far by teams like Kilmarnock and Motherwell. But on this, the kind of uh, opposite end of that scale, you've got Ross County... Uh, I guess Hibs to a certain extent uh, doing really well so Ross County have collected 8 points so far I think this season Um, sitting nicely in third Third. so (laughs) 8 points already on the board, terrific for them Um, obviously every weekend I will mention Ross Stewart (laughs) Um, (laughs) people probably think I I should be I really should be Uh, he hit the post again at the weekend Uh, he hit the, the bar from the header and he also had a goal-bound header cleared off the line. Probably the most spectacular goal-line clearance you'll ever see. Uh, but looking back through his games this season, he's now hit the woodwork three times. And he's had uh, almost inevitable goal cleared off the line. So he's only in two goals so far, which isn't, there's no crying shame after five matches, albeit both of those games are penalties. Both of those goals are penalties, sorry. So he's probably really, really unlucky not to be sitting on at least four or five goals. So he, for me, is obviously Ross County's main threat. Interesting to see that Livingston have brought in a man you know, Anthony Stokes. Yes. Um, and I think those that follow Scottish football will know about Anthony Stokes playing for Celtic and playing for playing for Hibs. Yeah. So he's actually a really good signing off the back of Lyndon Dykes going to Queen's Park, which is a massive loss for Livy. But at the end of the day, £2 million for a guy that's played, what, a season? Great in business. the Scottish Premiership, yeah, it's not a, it's not a bad gig for for a team like Livingston, who financially two million pound to them and to most clubs in Scotland's a pretty decent amount of money. Yeah. So to get Andy Stokes in, completely different player to London Dykes. So interesting to see how he fits into that setup there. 
But Livy have been a bit disappointing this season. Have yet to win. Um, they they've been there's been no shame in the results other than the four one defeat against Hibs. Mm-hmm. They obviously got a draw against Rangers at home, which is great. This is another tricky game, difficult to call a winner. But I think looking at this match, Ross County are eleven to four to win this game. So you could probably argue the value is definitely with 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 um, Ross County. Yeah, and I think even money for Livy, I would be touching. Yep, Jim Delahunt will be all over that 11 4 as well, I think, won't he? <laughs> yeah. um, in terms of looking for some value. Uh, yeah, Livingston very much in the same vein as Gomarnock in terms of forum. They've not won in nine. And again, you have to go back to the same weekend, actually, to find their last victory, which was the, the 12th of February. So perhaps um, we're going a lot about Livingston's home pitch, um, the Astroturf pitch. Seems to raise a, an awful lot of comment, especially when Celtic Rangers visit there, um, and perhaps the the magic, shall we call it, of, <laughs> of Livingston's home pitch is maybe waning a wee bit. But um, yeah, you, so. you certainly wouldn't be you wouldn't be backing them at even money either. Would no, you definitely not. The start Ross County have made. There's, there's absolutely no way. A bit like Kilmarnock, there's no way you could back Livingston at the weekend. Um, it will be a very tough game for Ross County but it's probably very similar to their game against St Mirren last weekend. It's probably got a one-all draw written all over it. Yeah. Okay, so no bet on that one for us. Um, next up is the aforementioned St Mirren, and they're away to your very own St Johnson on Saturday at three o'clock. Um, Five-nil. Five-nil to St Johnson. So, yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask, would you like some stats around St Johnson v St Mirren? <laughs> yes, please. How many over two and a half goals do you think have landed in the last nine meetings between the two sides? None. Correct. <laughs> I'll tell you why I know this. Is this in Perth or just overall? Overall. I know this because I've pretty much been to You've every been St Johnston St Mirren <laughs> match at St Mirren. I've never ever once seen a decent game there. Oh, it's always been nil nil or one nil St Mirren. Maybe we're due a goal fest this weekend since you're not going to be there. <laughs> um, so some, in a similar vein, many both teams to score have landed in nine, actually one. One. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know if you're at that game. It was actually at St Mirren. Uh, there's been a total of six goals scored in the last six meetings of the two sides. And what price then are you getting for under 2.5? No, you're asking. Give me two six. Nice. We'll It'll be out. terrible. It'll be uh, one to two or something. Yeah, eight to fifteen at Betty's. There you go. <laughs> so there you go. Don't be uh, don't be tuning in to that one expecting much entertainment. I don't think. No, not at all. I think having watched us play this season, I think we look pretty solid defensively. I think we're really unlucky to lose to Hibs last weekend. I thought we were the better side. I thought Hibs were really really poor. Actually, I'll get onto that in a minute. Um, but for us, our big problem at the moment is scoring goals. And if you're not scoring goals, then you're really struggling. Because obviously, at the moment, we've played five games. We kind of flipped a, a 2-1 at Kilmarnock, which is very fortuitous based on the fact that it, it, the three goals we've scored this season so far have all been based on the other side making defensive errors. Now, St Mirren have quite impressed by their kind of pre-season so far in terms of who they brought in uh, Jim Goodwin's obviously got them set up to sit deep, not concede many goals and probably try and sneak as many 1-0 wins as possible so that their two wins this season have both been by 1-0 scorelines 
Uh, they beat Livingston on the opening day 1-0 and I think they also won at Hamilton 1-0 as well. Um, so I think for Livingston, I think for um, St Mirren in terms of this match, it's really difficult to call. I think St Mirren will do better at home. Uh, they are missing their new centre-half, Joe Shaughnessy, who used to play for St Johnston. He's suspended after a red card last weekend against Ross County. Um, and it's, it's difficult to see anything but a, a really low-scoring game and either side could nick this 1-0. Yeah, I, I really hope it's us, but <laughs> Minder have had a good start to the season. Obika's a big handful up front. I think he's had a good start to the season so far. I think he scored two goals. I think he'll score double figures this season for St Mirren. And I think I spoke about him at the start of the season saying he'll be a big player for them. Defensively, though, we look pretty solid, I must admit. But um, where the goals will come from is our biggest test, probably. Um, and I think if we fail to win this game, there's probably going to be some question marks, not over Callum Davis's tenure, but his tactics and whether or not a 3-5-2 is going to work for us. Mm. So... Yeah. It looks like, looks like a game that if I could get under zero goals... I did ask for that. I think I our friend McDonald <laughs> at Pine Boswell did say um, odds on this being a very low-scoring match. And my response yeah. was, what about getting under 0.0 goals? <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, but again, Marin might be valuing people's eyes. They're 94. And just looking at the overall stats in the, the Premiership so far, uh, we've had eight home wins and 12 away wins. Um, yeah. So... You know, that might be something punters want to factor into their betting this weekend. There's certainly some some value bets out there for away teams, even maybe taking them on the draw no bet market or the double chance market. No, definitely. And I think we saw that, obviously, in Germany, um, in the Bundesliga. We, we, we saw the away side benefiting from there being no uh, home crowd. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think Dungeon United, for example, when they came back up, um, they'd have 8 or 9,000 at home. So it do, it does give players a lift. I don't think anybody can argue that it that, that it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting to see that yeah, there's been more away wins than home wins so far. Yeah, and three of those eight home wins have been for Rangers. You know who you would expect yeah, yeah. a decent home record. So yeah. take them out of the equation, then the those stats become a wee bit more startling, I suppose. So yeah, some at ninety four might be the idea of some value for for some people on Saturday as well. Uh, and last but not least on Saturday, we've got Rangers' visit to Hamilton. Um, they're looking at the stats on this. I've seen pre-podcast, Rangers have scored 25 in the last six visits to New Douglas Park. However, Hamilton have won two of the last four visits at Highbrooks. So <laughs> uh, it's hard to know what to expect. Obviously, think... we expect a Rangers win, but um, the stats would suggest that it's, it's going to be a, a high-scoring affair potentially for Rangers as well. You th- imagine that they will have learnt their lesson at Livingston away. Mm. Again, it's almost like every game they play, and same for Celtic to be fair, they can't afford not to win. Mm-hmm. Um, especially now that they've got the kind of fruit uh, kind of the ahead of Celtic at the moment. Yeah. Um, and that psychologically should support them. But Hamilton at home, they haven't performed that badly at home, uh, Hamilton. Um, obviously they got a cracking result last weekend against Motherwell uh, I don't think anybody saw that coming although again couldn't have backed Motherwell last weekend at 8-15 no. um, given how they've played but I think Motherwell had what 13 corners last weekend so to get a 1-0 win in the local derby for them was a massive massive lift Yeah, I think obviously I, I don't see this being anything other, other than a comfortable 
a wee win, but trying to find value. And I think the, the kind of lens I looked at just before we spoke, uh, started recording in the podcast, sorry, if they're one to six to win the match, possibly looking at range to score in both halves could be an option. Yeah. And I think you looked at that, it's what, 8 to 11? 8 to 11, yeah. Um, I mean, the. The goals record that Rangers have got there recently would certainly back up the fact that they're, they're likely to get on the score sheet um, with a few goals on Saturday. So, yeah, that might be a way to squeeze some value out of that game. For it really us, does. And I think we spoke with, with uh, David last night on the Norwegian podcast with Bodo Glimt. And obviously they're really short in a lot of their games mm. and Molder. But you can still get some really decent places if you can... Uh, have a good look. Yeah, so I think just to, to win be, the match, but eight to eleven to score both halves really, really appealing. Actually, you just need to be creative sometimes, don't you? And you know, eight to eleven's still backable. I think. Yeah, it's just shorter than four to five, so it's it's not a bad price. Um, yeah. Again, it's something you could double up or put into another line. Okay, so on Sunday we have Celtic v Motherwell. Celtic, um, <laughs> Celtic out of Europe uh, last night. Ferenc Varos beating them two one at home. And all sorts of post-mortems going on uh, at the moment. Motherwell, for their part, started the, the season without a win. Only two points from 15. Uh, only scored two goals and they find themselves 10th in the table, which is a far cry from how they finished last season. Or, well, where they finished last season. Yeah, obviously, overall last season, they had a really good season. They finished third. But looking a little bit deeper, and I think I've pointed out before on here and on Twitter that... Motherwell's record of the last, what, 14 games is really, really poor. Mm-hmm. I think they've only won once out of 14. And I think this season, we're expecting big things from them this season. They've recruited well. They look like they've got a very, very strong squad on paper. They've obviously lost David Turnbull today to Celtic. Um, he signed for, what, £3 million. So a great bit of business by Motherwell uh, in terms of generating that income. And I think it's been a transfer saga now that's been going on for well over a year. Yeah. So I think both clubs and the player will be delighted that's now resolved. What it does do, it obviously weakens <laughs> it weakens Motherwell. Um, I guess when I put this bet out, which we'll discuss in a second, that factor in David Turnbull playing. However, that said, it doesn't change my thoughts on the outcome of this game. Mm. Celtic will be disappointed. Last night was a shocker. Yeah, an absolute shocker for them, and as you said, there's all these Twitter and social media postmortems about Lennon's tactics, who he played, who he didn't play. But it's back to league business. They're at home. You'd have to find a lunatic to back Celtic not to win this match, given how Motherwell performed. But looking at this game, looking at how Celtic have started the season in terms of their corner performances, I think it's worth highlighting that Motherwell have hit 42 corners this season, which is the second highest in the league, and only two short of Rangers, who've got 44. Mm-hmm. Now, you could say, yeah, but they got 13 last week, so that skews it. But looking through their season so far, they got eight away at Ross County. They managed four at home against Dungeon United, seven v Livingston, 10 away to Hibs, and 13 last weekend against Hamilton. Think- so... Is there much to read into the fact that that's symptomatic of the results that they've had? I mean, they've 
they were one 0 down at Ross County. Oh, that was a relatively late goal, I think. Uh, obviously, it beat with Dundee United. Motherwell they drew two each. Hibs they were 0 0 Actually, quite impressive. Last week they were beaten one 0 But in most of those games, I would imagine Motherwell have been chasing a goal or an equaliser. Yeah, um, it's a good, it's a good point. And that'll be the same again, I think, on Sunday. Yeah. Um, they're going to have to be a bit adventurous. I don't think Celtic defensively this season have looked great. And I'm not just saying that because of last night's defending, but no, Hamilton flag- scored against them. Uh, and we also flagged up, flagged up Hamilton's corner count against them as well in yeah, previous so podcasts. Hamilton got eight against them, yeah. and United got six against them at Tannadice um, last weekend. So I must admit, I could not believe my eyes. And you can quote me on this, <laughs> quote me on Twitter. I could not believe my eyes when I saw Motherwell three or more corners with Skybay at 11 to 10. Um, I thought that was quite an incredible price. I was expecting, and I think I said on the channel, probably they might try and cheat us here and they might just make three plus that unbackable kind of price, 8 yeah. to 13, 4 to 6. To get 11 to 10 though, on a side to get three corners. Now don't get me wrong, I know they're playing Celtic and I know it's at Celtic Park, but um, Celtic have already conceded corners in their games this season and you just look, need to look through Motherwell's five games they fit four or more in all five games and they fit seven or more in four of those five games so 11 to 10 to hit three corners I thought was a massive price we obviously shared that on the channel yesterday afternoon and I think the majority of guys managed to get on that or a good chunk anyway of guys got on 11 to 10 but Skybet being Skybet just don't give you any edge at all. <laughs> and they pretty much snapped that up and removed it after about 10 minutes. So to be fair to them, they they suspended it and brought it back in straight away, but at a much lower 8 to 11. Now, 8 to 11 is actually a price I thought it would have been at anyway. Yeah. So 8 to 11 wasn't a bad price. But thankfully, though, you can get 5 to 6 on three Motherwell Corners at bet365. But in terms of the nap this weekend, the nap that I've shared with the channel is Motherwell to hit three or more corners at 11 to 10. And that was with Skybet. But now it's drift, now it's shortened. You're getting five to six with bet 365 is the best place I can find. There'll be plenty of other bookies out there offering this potentially at a potential better price. So if they, if they do, I'm sure guys will let me know. Yeah, as we've discussed before, any team to get three corners always feels like a bet worth taking on. So five to six, to me, is a decent price and you can more than back it up with the stats. So that looks like a fairly decent shout for the nap. Yeah, it's one of those games where you you can't not back it. There's nothing to, there's nothing to support you not backing it. I think for me, that for, for that being Sunday's nap, I think it's a very good shout given the fact they only have to hit three. Okay, last but not least on Sunday is Hibs, who host Aberdeen. Um, and that'll be quite an interesting one. I mean, these are two sides who we expect to be the best of the rest in the Premiership this season. Um, Hibs have made a great start, top of the league, albeit they've only scored two in their last three. And Aberdeen's been a, a stop-start season. They've only played three games so far. And I think they'll be, they'll be relatively happy with six points from nine, considering uh, the kind of turmoil that they've had due to the the players that have been missing through injury and through the COVID fiasco. Yeah, it's, it's been a great it's been a great seven days for Aberdeen. Obviously, they won a scabby one 0 in Perth um, on last Thursday night, beating St Johnson one 0 through a deflected shot. 
Um, again, I think I say this without, without prejudice or biasness that St Johnson probably edged that match. Um, but end of the day, Aberdeen got a late goal, and Derek McInnes would have been absolutely delighted to get three points on the board after what's happened over the last couple of weeks. They then played Hamilton at home, went into a two-nil lead early doors, but kind of let Hamilton back into the game. But they won the match two-one, so six points from six um, this week. Two games, two wins, yep. and that kind of propels Aberdeen right up the league as they travel to the capital to play um, Hibs. Now, I must admit, Hibs were massively, massively disappointing last weekend. I thought St. Johnson were the far better team. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a better St. Johnson <laughs> fan, but in the second half they were. Hibs offered nothing, essentially. Um they yeah. got a last-minute penalty, and they've tucked it away. So Jack Ross will be delighted again to not have played well, but collected the points. Yeah, I mean, that's twice I've seen Hibs this season against um, Motherwell Easter Road and against St. Johnson, and they've not been particularly good. But you can't argue with where they are on the table. They sit joint top with Rangers. No, and it's, it's an old cliche. It's a sign of a good team who can win yeah. matches not playing well. And Hibs are certainly doing that. I think at home, again, there's no way you could back Aberdeen in this match. I think Hibs do have a really talented squad. And I think they will pip Aberdeen to that third place. Um, if that's been disrespectful, they won't, they won't finish first or second. But <laughs> I think to finish third... We highlighted that at the start of the season at yeah. seven to two, which I think was great value at the time, and I think now you'll be lucky to get ninety five now on Hibs to finish third. So really intriguing game. Hibs are five to four to win the match. Um, Hibs defensively, though, as I called it last week and the week before, completely different animal now this season defensively. They have conceded what two goals, both to set pieces. Uh, I think it was a penalty v Livingston and a free kick against Kilmarnock on the opening day. So last season, me being the starter that, that I am, they only kept five clean sheets last season out of 30-odd games. They've already kept three this season and we're only five games in. So Hibs are no, are no longer our friends for goals, unfortunately, mm. which is a real shame. That's a shame. Uh, but I think they're backable on either the win market or the to score two or more goals market. But I guess for this game, I'll be leaving it alone. If I was to pick a winner, I'd obviously pick Hibs at 5-4. to four. But I think it's a game just best left alone. Yeah, I think it's maybe a game that we'll learn more from watching rather than actually yeah, getting absolutely. involved in. Um, so I think that's, uh, yeah, it's live on Sky on Sunday and ho- hopefully it doesn't come oh God, please Sky Sports no by half time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel really one. bad because I was criticising English football. Yeah, I think um, we've all done it, the year, quite yeah. rightly, because the, the English Premiership games that, that started off pretty poor. I think how many nil nos was there at half time? Plenty. Double figures anyway. But the Scottish Premiership hasn't started uh, much better. But I'm fairly confident things will start to improve as the as the weeks and months pass. I hope so. Okay, so that's us covered all the games for the weekend. Can you just give us your uh, best bets for the weekend then? Yeah, so two corner bets this weekend. So starting on Saturday, I'm taking Dundee United to hit five or more corners at Kilmarnock at five to four. And that's a nap on Saturday with Skybet. And on Sunday, I'm taking Motherwell to hit three or more corners at Celtic at even money. Sorry, at 11 to 10, sorry. 
and that's also with Skybait, albeit that's now shortened into a best place that I can find five to six with bait three six five. Just for the listeners, can you maybe explain the difference between a nap and a regular bet? Because I know that obviously on the private channel, it's fairly clear and well explained, but maybe for people listening. Yeah, so it's nothing new. So for those that have been following me will understand, but for those that are new to following the channel and following my tips, um, nap is essentially my strongest selection of the day. It's my best bet. Um, not every day will have a nap. So in a week of seven days, there might only be two or three naps. So at the moment, in terms of actually showing profit and loss on the channel, which I'm pleased to say has been going really well since we launched at the start of July, um, I will associate either a nap, which is five points, or 2.5 points to any other bet. And that allows us to, to track uh, profit and loss. So if you hear me say nap, nap's my strongest, most confident selection of the day. Yeah, okay. Good stuff. Uh, so that's us for this week. Don't miss our Norwegian podcast that we recorded with David Weatherston uh, earlier in the week. There's an Obus Ligan card on Thursday, so chances are you'll have missed any tips for that, but there's still some tips for the Elite Seating games on Sunday, so make sure you give that a listen. And don't forget you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg, and you can follow our own Twitter account at Gambler Tips if you're not doing so already. I don't know don't imagine you'll have any more tips in Scotland for the weekend, Greg, but if you do, then I guess you'll be putting them up on the private channel. And if you're listening and you're not already a member and you want to become a member of that, then you should visit gambler.co.uk for all the details on how to sign up and join us there. So that's us for this week. Uh, fingers crossed for a profitable weekend, Greg, and thank you very much for your tips and best of luck with your bets. No, thank you and good luck. Cheers. Cheers.